o'clock. And so set your time because <laughs> now you know for sure it's 4 o'clock because here I am and there you are. So we got, uh, I was, I was going to look that up. Hope, do you know when daylight savings time kicks in? I was just checking my calendar earlier today. I think it's still a week or two away. Really? Yes. Okay. So is it the weekend of Halloween? Actually, I believe so. Okay. I think so. So that'll be this Saturday, because Halloween's on um, third, October. Th- or, or, I think we still have a couple weeks, Saturday. right? Okay. Okay. I don't know, but I'll tell you, 630, <laughs> it's dark out there. So then you put the uh, fall behind, and then it's going to be so, but it's going to be lighter in the morning earlier, which is going to be kind of nice. But I don't know. It's no. Yeah, it's always, I think, a struggle for a lot of people in the beginning. I, I, I don't know. like when it's super dark that early. No, no. I just, uh, oh, well, it is what it is. It only gets, I remember now at the height of winter, which would be December 22nd, uh, then the days start getting longer. And um, at that time, the sun sets like, you know, 10 to 5, quarter to 5. Oh, yes. And so it's like, (laughs) no, no, no. Oh, Oh, well, so your week went well? Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, it was good. How about yours? Good, good. Doing a lot of phone consults and classes are going good. You know, my puppy classes and my manners class and private classes. So we're, we're hanging in there. We're dealing with it. There's a lot of puppies out there and there's a lot of dogs that need it or owners that what I should say, because you know, that, you know, the big secret is right. Oh, what, a, what's the big secret? I'm not a dog trainer. I'm a people trainer. Oh, okay. Yeah. So anyway, that's the way it goes. Got to train the owners to train their dogs, and that's the way it goes. One thing that I was thinking of when I was coming in, you know, we're supposed to have snow Tuesday. Yes. Possible one to three here. My girlfriend lives up in Bacchus, uh, Pine River. They're supposed to get like some plus four. And anyway, uh, what I was thinking about is that all the puppies that people have gotten, right, you know, during the, they've never seen snow. You know, since COVID, yes. Okay, all the puppies that they've gotten, and then dogs from down south that never seen snow. And so, folks, heads up: this week might be a bad potty training week <laughs> because the dogs are like, "What is this?" <laughs> and so, they're you know how you got to be nice and relaxed to go potty. You know that cold, <laughs> you know, oh. on your feet are, is kind of like doesn't make you very relaxing when you're not used to it, right? So, really pay attention to that. Uh, be prepared to take your puppers and your puppies and adult dogs out more often to give them a chance because they might go out sprinkle and then come racing back because it's like it's cold yeah (laughs) and so also two little dogs when it cuts a windy snowy rainy uh they have a tendency to like "Uh -uh, uh -uh, i'm not out here for any length so you want to really make sure that when we come into this time of winter that you have a place for them to go potty that has like a windbreak so they're not getting blown over by the wind or the snow or the rain or whatever or you teach your dog to go out with an umbrella so you can keep them dry (laughs) you know so so you got to really because there's going to be major potty potty problems Mm. this week because of the cold so make sure that you mark it in your head that you got to take them out more often because they're only going to take a little bit off of their tank at one time they're not going to you know totally empty they won't be relaxed you got it and then also too that you know put them in the kennel keep them on a leash with you so you don't wind up having a lot of potty trainings because it's easier for a dog to be lazy same with humans than it is to think about it like i have to go hold it but oh it's gold out there that's no what is that white stuff (laughs) so yeah so pay attention uh with that so you've got dogs from down south or a pup that has never seen 
you know, the snow before. So it's going to, you know, the first couple times of snow until they get used to it. Because then pups, on the other hand, pups that are gotten during the winter months, when summer comes, they've never seen or smelled grass or felt grass. So they're looking for every patch of snow they possibly can. That's so interesting. Because that's what they're familiar with is going on snow. And so all of a sudden this grass, and what is this, is a different feeling underneath the pads of the feet. And so that's, you know, so you got to just just reiterate potty training. Stay on top of it. Uh, make sure, like I say, keep the dog on a leash with you or have, let them drag a leash and keep them in the same room as you. If they try to leave, uh-uh, get back here. And then if you don't have time to watch them, then they go into their kennels or their playpens, whatever you have, so you've controlled the situation, okay? Uh, now, this is not the last Sunday of the month, unlike what my brain has told me this week. <laughs> I was looking at the wrong week. And anyway, so in my head, I thought uh, this was the last Sunday of the month and Dr. Jessica Levy was going to be here. So I told a couple of people to call in so they could, you know, talk to Dr. Levy. Well, then when I called Jess, <laughs> she goes, uh, that's next week. It's like, oh, man. You jumped ahead. <laughs> So I, got, I gained a whole week. That's a good thing. But So we're having Dr. Jessica Levy, Holistic Vet, a vet on today. So hopefully that you've got some questions for her. So now is Le- Dr. Levy here? Yes, she's here. There we go. Dr. Jess, are you there? I am. All right. How the heck are you? Pretty good. How are you? Well, good, 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 good. Thank you for hoping that you weren't so booked that you could change your schedule so to come this Sunday instead of next Sunday. So I greatly appreciate that. <laughs> Uh, is there anything? Sure. Is there anything in the dog world or the cat world that uh, my listeners need to know off the top before we start asking for calls? I think so because you brought up fluoride when we talked earlier. Yes. And so then I went and found that documentary that I was talking about. Okay. So um, it, if you just Google "poisoned horses movie," okay. You will find it. I watched it on a website called documentarylover.com. Okay. It's, it's literally like a half hour long. So, okay. okay. But, it, but it's really worth watching, even if you don't have a horse, even if you don't know anything about horses. You don't have to know anything about horses to understand what's going on in this documentary. So basically, these folks in Pagosa Springs, Colorado, who bred and raised quarter horses, um, their horses had like crazy no end of health problems. They colic. They had neurological problems. They got Cushing's disease. They went lame. They had behavioral problems. Uh, like anything you can think of, their hooves grew weird. <laughs> um, they lost weight. They, uh, like, oh, it was terrible. And in the end, they lost, um, I think, eight of their horses died and four of their dogs. Oh, my. Over the course of a few years as they were trying to figure this out. Okay. Because, you know, a horse would die and they had necropsies done, but nobody tested the bones for fluoride poisoning and they were on city water. Oh. And uh, sure enough, it ended up being chronic fluorosis. And what happened afterwards is even one of the horses that they had when he was young and he was like only on... He was born there, but he was only on fluoridated water for a little bit, like maybe the first year and a half or something like that, until they figured it out. Uh-huh. He still died at age nine of a heart attack. Oh, my. Oh, no. Or he died of cancer, and another horse died of a heart attack. Oh, okay. but, but it's like they were still affected by this fluoride exposure that they'd had wow. early in life. And, you know, because I'm, I'm out here on a well. Yep. Like, honestly, I don't, I don't really think of it. I know that the water in... Andover is fluoridated, so that's why I always um, bring bottled water. Okay. Yeah, because fluoride is uh, everything. And I know there's been talk through the years to not 
do fluoride in the water because it's fluoride wasn't meant for us to drink. It's meant for us to swish in our mouth and spit it out. And so, uh, and I know there's been many, many years, maybe the last 15 years, there's been articles that pop up about fluoride in the water for the the contaminants to us as humans. And then you got our dogs, which are in cats that don't live as long as us. And so that's why uh, I think Dr. Becker, uh, uh, Karen Becker wrote an article about it. And that's why I, I brought it, wanted to bring it up again, is that even if a dog or a cat or even yourself, if you're, you're having health issues, is to try to get off, you know, make sure that everything you're drinking does not have fluoride in it. Correct? Yeah. Because like, yeah, it, let's say you got a dog that's got Cushing's and you, you're drinking fluoridated water. That can't be right. the situation, can it? Right, exactly. And it just made me think about, um, you know, for one thing, think about all the behavioral problems that we see. Yep. Yes. And so, so like, uh, one of the people in the documentary talked about his favorite horse, who was always kind of nasty, and he would bite him or kick at him when he went by. Uh, and then after they got floored out of the water, became a super really nice, friendly horse. Wow. Um, and then I think sometimes, too, like, uh, you know, I have people come in with fairly young animals. They're maybe six, maybe eight years old, uh-huh. sometimes even four. And they've got medical charts that are an inch thick <laughs> or more. Uh-huh. And it's like just one health problem after another. These people are single-handedly keeping their vets in business because they're at the vet literally every week. And one time it's this and one time it's that. And all sorts of problems that, you know, it's hard to tie them together. Wow, hold that thought because we got to run to break right now. And so, folks, we got Dr. Jessica Levy, holistic vet, on the line. And so, if you've got a question, please give a holler 651 641 1071. 651 641 1071. When we come back, we're going to talk about more, about more about fluoride in their drinking water, the harmful effects to horses, dogs, cats, and us. Okay, now let's see. Here you go. Oops, I got to put my glasses on. <laughs> Here we go. I can read without my glasses. Okay. When riddle, this is a difficult riddle. When do you not know what I am? Then I am something. But when you know what I am, then I am nothing. What am I? Be back. All right. Thanks for tuning in to the KDK9 show. All the st- shows here on My Talk are podcasts. So go to MyTalk1071.com, put in keyword KDK9, and you can go to my share- show page. You can go to my Facebook page, my website, and then get all the old past shows. Okay, here's a difficult riddle. Ready? When you do not know what I am, then I am something. But when you know what I am, then I am nothing. What am I? <laughs> I don't know. Dr. Jess, do you have any idea? No. Um, a riddle. Yeah. Oh. When you don't know what I am, then I am something. Okay. Yes. But when you know what I am, then I'm nothing. A riddle. <laughs> okay. There's a start. Far too clever for me. Clever, yes. There we go. There we go. Okay. If you just tuned in, we're talking to Dr. Jessica Levy, holistic vet, and we're talking a little bit about fluoride. So we want to finish this up a little bit and get people, you know, thinking, and then we'll get to the calls. And so now the fluoride, now what was that documentary that you mentioned? It's called Poisoned Horses. Poisoned Horses. Okay. And it doesn't have, so I don't have to have horses to go learn about the fluoride thing, correct? Right. And I just Googled, I I remember this documentary from a long time ago. So I just Googled Poisoned Horses Movie. Okay. And then like the first thing that came up was a website called documentarylover.com 
and I watched it for free. It's literally like 33 minutes long. Okay, okay. So, but so, it's worth watching. The other thing that they talked about was reproductive problems, oh. which, you know, we're possibly not seeing so much in dogs and cats, but think of all the humans. Yep. Oh, wow. That's really interesting. interesting. It is. So, yeah. so basically, bottom line is that humans... But our pets, especially if your your dog, your cat, your horses, if you're off, it seems like you you got like a, a file, thick file. <laughs> Is that maybe we should look at you know so right away we want to change the food, we'll give them on supplements, and maybe there's something the simplest is the water is adding to the big the big problem. And so they they should be now should it be you know with water bottled water there's spring water there's you know just filtered water what do you have any idea what's better or is all of it is better because there's no fluoride in it yeah I I am definitely not a water expert okay um, but I think you know a lot of a lot of cities obviously treat their water and it just kind of depends if I've met a lot of people who you know they drink bottled water or reverse osmosis water mm-hmm. but they'll give the dog water that is not treated in that way you know yeah. it's coming straight Okay, yeah. So the bottom line so, is get the fluoride yeah, out every, of... Everybody needs high-quality water. Yep. Yeah, so it's a staple of life. <laughs> so, yeah, so the big thing about fluoride is if you, uh, yeah, if you're, especially if you've got dogs, cats, and yourself, if you're feeling off, get off the fluoride and try that and start seeing if you can start uh, noticing a difference. That's huge. Okay, well, let's go to the phone lines. We've got a call for you. Okay, so hold on. Who's up? Um their we, hope? Yes, we have Mary Ann, and she has a question about liver support for her dog. All right. Hi, Mary Ann. Hi, Katie. How are you? Good, good. Jesus, it seems like ages since I talked to you last. Yes, yeah, like 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm just going to let you present it to Dr. Levy uh, as far as uh, what's what's going on, and then um, hopefully Dr. Levy can help you, okay? So go, Great, go ahead, you. Mary Ann. Hi, Dr. Levy. Thanks for taking my call. So I've got a Hi there. eight eight year old, um, almost nine year old standard poodle who's been very healthy up until the last, I'd say, ten months. And when he went in for his checkup at his eight year checkup, they said that his ALT numbers in his liver were elevated. So they had lots of ideas on how to fix that. And the first was getting his teeth cleaned, so we did that. And that didn't bring the numbers down. And so then they suggested we put him on an antibiotic to see if there was infection. And his numbers continued to rise. And then we uh, did a abdominal ultrasound to see if there was anything going on internally that they could see through ultrasound. Everything checked out great. Um, his numbers continued to rise, so they put him on dem- demerarin. I can't say that. And it was... Uh-huh. Um, Again, it stabilized him a little bit, but he still wasn't getting um, his numbers down. He's asymptomatic. He's a perfectly healthy-looking dog. If you didn't know, his ALT number was is, is high. So now the last resort they wanted us to do is a um, liver biopsy, which is major surgery, and that would just basically diagnose. It wouldn't treat it. And they think it's either copper storage liver disease or uh, chronic active hepatitis. So I talked with Katie yesterday, and she said, stop everything and get him on a raw food diet and uh, just basically clean out his gut and his system to help support the liver. So my question to you is, A, can you help me with a liver support plan, and what other things should I do 
as far as getting them back to health. Now, is this dog normal on physical exam as well? Um, say that again. Is he normal on physical exam? So no organ enlargement? Does he look positive um, at all? Gosh, no, nothing that I know. He's fine. I mean, physically, he's fine. They, he checked out on everything. Does he have a nice, a nice tuck in his waist? So if you look at him inside, yeah, he's his... six, he, yep. I'm having trouble hearing you. I'm sorry. He's 60 pounds. Um, he's okay. Once we got him off the Demerarin, he became clear-eyed and very um, alert. He seemed to be a little bit more tired when he was on the Demerarin. Yeah, Demerarin is. Um, can you hear me better at this point? Marianne, can you hear her better? Anybody? Basically, I can. I'm struggling here. I'm sorry. Let me try something here. I'm going to put my earbuds in. All righty then. Okay. Yeah. This, this is the only technology. place in my house where I have decent reception, so I have to stay here. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> confined to my kitchen. Um, <laughs> yeah. Denimarin is, uh, you know, veterinarians like it because it's made for dogs, and it's a combination of... Um, yeah, uh, an al- an alkaloid of milk thistle and SAMI. Okay. Sam SAMI is ethanol methionine, and it's something that seems helpful for the liver. Nobody really knows why. Okay. And then milk thistle, of course, is the herb that has the greatest reputation for helping the liver. Okay. But but the problem with denimarin is that they've kind of taken the plant, they've taken milk thistle apart. And they've kind of said, well, gosh, what's the active alkaloid? What really does the trick that we can manufacture in a laboratory and sell? Because okay. you can't patent a plant. Right, exactly. And so the problem with denimarin is that it has side effects. So I, I would rather use things that aren't also going to poison my patients at the same time as I'm trying to help them. <laughs> so, so if you've gone to all these great lengths and you can't find anything wrong with the dog's liver, um, even coming up with something like chronic active hepatitis, if there is a chronic inflammatory component, then you would assume that your dog would not be feeling 100%. Oh, yeah, they didn't if you walk around with chronic inflammation, you're just not going to be completely at the top of your game. Okay. Right. <laughs> now, it may be that you get used to looking at your dog every day, and basically every day kind of seems the same, and maybe your dog would have even more energy, mm-hmm. which would feel even way better if his liver was clear enough. So those kinds of things are often hard for us to tell because we live with our dog. Mm-hmm. So if you think about what the liver does, right, the liver is going to, um, it's our big detoxification mm-hmm. organ, and so it's going to respond to toxins. So I would think about all the things that your dog is exposed to and stop those exposures. So with okay, now hold on. Of it. Hold on. We got a, a a break that comes in. If we don't go to it, it just comes into our conversation. So let's okay. hold hold on to that thought, okay? So then we can just jump into the break because I think what you just said. What you had thirty seconds or whatever. So then when you come back, Marianne, Marianne, are you hearing Doctor Jess easier now? Marianne, okay. are you hearing Doctor Jess easier now with her earbuds in? Okay. We can't hear you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, okay. So just everybody sit tight. We're going to come back. Okay. So now here's the question here. You can see me in water, but I never get wet. 
what am I? You can see me in water, but I never get wet. So hey, sit tight. We're going to come back. We're going to talk more to Dr. Jessica Levy. Holistic bed. If you got a question, 651-641-1071. We'll be back. All right, as much as I want to listen to this, we can't. We got Dr. Levy on hold here, so we want to get to her because it's a special time when Dr. Levy can join us. And Grant, you know, she's on this week. She will not be on next week because I messed up on thinking today was the last Saturday of the month. So anyway, so if you got a question for Dr. Levy, make sure that you uh, call in today. Okay, you can see me in water, but I never get wet. What am I? Oh, our ref- our reflection. Very good. <gasps> Genius. There you go. I got one for you, uh, Dr. Levy. You ready? (laughs) Oh, it better be like dirt simple. Okay, the more you take, the more you leave behind. What am I? The more you take, the more you leave behind. What am I? I don't know. Footsteps. Oh. Oh. There you go. Okay. Okay. Too hard. (laughs) Oh, I love good riddles. Okay, so we're talking to Marianne. She's got a nine-year-old standard poodle, by the way, who is beautiful. She sent me a picture. Uh, Nice shiny coat and the whole kit and caboodle. And anyway, uh, she's having liver problems with the dog, and so she is talking to Dr. Levy about some ideas to help detox or what, you know, like feed. Now, Dr. Levy, I suggested, uh, you know, uh, obviously get into the raw diet and then get into, like, some probiotics digestive enzymes maybe apple cider vinegar just all around but anyway so whatever you can put into the pot here would be great so continue right and so so the problem is also that you're treating a, a laboratory value at this point right, right. the dog is 100 percent asymptomatic completely normal on physical exam normal in every way these are yes, very difficult cases because yeah because then you're hyper focused on this laboratory value which may or may not be significant was it ever tested right. before and it was normal? Um, right. Up until about 10 months ago, it was perfectly normal. So, um, okay, so what I was saying before is basically think about two categories of things. There's a, there are the things that you do and the things that you stop doing. So the things that you stop doing, stop exposing your dog to toxins. No lawn chemicals, no Febreze, no glazed plugins, no scented candles, hairspray, hairspray. Uh, I don't know whatever else you can think of, Swiffer wet jet, <laughs> all the toxic things that people have in their home. Heartworm, yeah, well, heartworm, uh, yeah. free well, kick. Yeah, I yep, true. That, yeah. Heartworm preventive, flea and tick chemicals, processed food. Um, okay, so stop doing all those. Okay. Instead, feed your dogs a fresh raw food diet, which is very okay. easy to do. There are pet food stores that sell raw food. There are bulk raw food suppliers. Um, that will help guide you. Um, I think actually, uh, raw delivery, raw delivery mn.com. I think she has a video either on her website or on her Facebook page. That's about 40 okay. minutes long that teaches you how to feed raw. Dogs Naturally okay. magazine also has a raw feeding primer on their website that is also very good. It's six videos, but honestly, each one is like five minutes long. Because okay. feeding dogs raw food is so easy to do. Okay. Uh, so I'm I just worried about how much then, to give them. How, how do I know how much to give them? That is the least of your problem. Dogs eat about okay. two and a half percent of their body weight per day. How much? Okay. How much percent? One and a half percent. One and a half percent. You get a little kitchen scale. 
Yeah, yep. here, let me get out my trusty handy dandy calculator. Handy so it's weighs 60 pounds times one and a half. Uh, where's the percentage button? So that gives you 0.9, and that's 0.9 of a pound. So then you take okay. 0.9 times 16 ounces per pound divided by two meals per day, and that gives you 7.2 ounces per meal. By weight, not okay. by volume. So a half a pound in the morning and a half a pound at night. Uh, 7.2. would probably be a little bit too much. Right. Because it'd be 14 and 16, so it's two ounces short. So it's 14 ounces. So two ounces short of a yeah. pound. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and then uh, if this dog were in my office, I would probably use a couple of standard process. Supplements See, and that's what I mentioned to her, so take her away to the standard process. Yeah, because yep. this is not the time to dink around. I mean, milk thistle is wonderful. It can be very useful, but yep. you are, you don't know what you're treating, right? And so you right. want to get broad spectrum instead of, like, using only milk thistle or milk thistle and licorice or milk thistle and dandelion. Not, probably not going to be enough. And standard process makes glandulars, so their supplements contain animal organs. Okay. Uh, they're all organic. They have impeccable quality control, so I get I have a lot of success with their supplements. So I would use the canine hepatic support. Hepatic and support? Tells, yeah, hepatic means liver, and it tells you on the bottle how much to give, and I would use canine immune system support, and I would use both of those together at the same time. Got it. So that would kind of be my primary supplementation. And then, yep. yes, to if you, like, once you get that on board, you're like, okay, this is going okay. I feel like I sort of halfway know what I'm doing. Then you can add in fish oil and probiotics. But those are okay. going to be kind of secondary, not necessarily your heavy hitters. So do the standard um, process then, first. Yep. That's what she, yep. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And if so, you uh, email email me, I'll I can tell you how to order them. Okay, and, I already emailed you. And I, was, <laughs> I know, I saw that. That's okay. <laughs> and so, um, yeah. and I would probably plan on doing that for three or four months. And mm. honestly, what I would like to see from your dog, if you're not able to bring him into my office, I would like to see a good side view photo. Um, I, okay. I, can, I can get a fair amount of information from that. And like I said, it's, it's part of it is because you live with your dog, you look at your dog every day, and you're like, well, he looks fine. Um, yeah. But so it, it's helpful for somebody else to take a look who might see something different. And, and what I meant before about, you know, the feeling good versus not feeling good. So, like, um, I had a client whose dog had uh, a bladder stone. And I said to her, she had to save up money for the surgery for a couple of months. Big surgery, expensive. And I said to her, well, you know, just wait. Once you have the surgery, you'll see how much better he feels. And she was like, oh, he's fine now. He goes for walks. He plays. He does his thing. I got an email from her a couple months later. She was like, oh, God, he feels much better. <laughs> well, Sometimes our yeah. dogs are kind of damped down because they're survivors, right? Yes, it's they in are. their nature to say, I might be dying, but you know what? I'm going to show up for dinner anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, so I would be looking in. So in your dog's case, that's what I would be looking for is um, a brighter aspect, more energy, 
sometimes people say, like, my dog went and got his toy, and I didn't even realize that he hadn't he hadn't been playing with it. You know, right. so things yeah. like that. Okay. 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 Got any other questions, Marianne? No, I've got a plan. Um, there's, I think, there's more. Yeah, more I think involved the, the only other dog, thing but... that I would say. Hang on a sec. Before you go. So 60 pounds, turn him into kilograms, and then that gives a... We got a math about 100 milligrams per kilogram for fish oil. So I would look for around 3,000 milligrams. Of fish oil? Of, yeah. Now, when you look at the bottles of fish oil, sometimes it breaks it down and it tells you this much EPA, this much DHA. And sometimes it'll okay. just say other oils or they'll throw in right. sunflower oil or flax oil that are not really useful for dogs. I would okay. look to give this dog about... 3,000 milligrams per day of DHA plus EPA. Okay. You mean together? You, you might just have to. Yeah, yeah, add it together. Okay. So you might just have okay. to kind of go to a health food store and look at the back of a bunch of different products or look up look up a bunch, you know, go on Amazon and you sure. know, see what you can find. Um, Green Pastures is always a good brand. Um uh, you know, what one do you take, Katie? Green, what, uh, for me personally or for the dogs? <laughs> I'm using uh, Viva Naturals for myself. Ah, you know, I, I got so many different ones. I got now, I got, yeah, I got a whole bunch of mine. I don't even know. I just, yeah, so basically, yeah, you just look for a good brand and then you're looking for the combination of EPA plus DHA should equal 3,000 milligrams, whether it's uh, a liquid or a capsule or something like that doesn't really matter. Cool. Okay. And that would be the daily and then, dose. And then you guys can and get we, into. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm oh, fine. okay. I was going to say. So you now that's you, know, you got a starting point and start making a plan, yep. changing the diet, yep. getting those supplements in, and then like I say, you email Doctor Jess already so that then hopefully yep. that you can uh, if she needs some more information or you both do you can get uh, get it going there. Okay. So yeah, yeah. and what I. When I'm back in the office tomorrow, I can email you my raw feeding handouts and whatnot because okay. I do not have to be at home. Yep. And so, I'd hap- I'd happily drive my dog to to visit you, so we can make a appointment. <laughs> Okay, that sounds good. Well, hopefully we're we got a plan and it's all going to work good. So uh, thank you for calling in, Marianne. Yep, thank and you. You're, you're thank a bestest mom. Doctor. You're a good mom trying to sort I this am. out. Love my dog. You bet. <laughs> sort this out without surgery. <laughs> That's right. Okay, you take care. Bye bye. Okay, so uh, Doctor Doctor Jess, uh, the, yeah. the the big thing is now you're saying that milk thistle is a detox for for liver. It's it's a supportive herb. Now, they, the standard process canine hepatic support has milk thistle in it as one of the ingredients. Okay. But a lot of times people, you know, have heard that milk thistle, oh, it's good for the liver. And it's, it's very safe. It's safe at high doses. It's safe for long-term use. But sometimes you need more, like a broader spectrum of oh, support. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay. So you got to yeah. use stuff in So there. milk thistle isn't, isn't always the be-all and end-all for every liver condition. Oh, okay. Um, I have used it in cases of actual poisoning. Okay. Uh, but also, you know, the owner uh, was in a, like, I'm thinking of the time I treated a dog who had, um, what's that, blue-green algae poisoning? Oh, yeah. Yep. That's huge. 
Yeah, and so, you know, the owner basically had a little health food store that she could get to, but she really was in a crunch and didn't have time to get something from theater profit. Okay. So we used milk thistle, and it worked fabulously. But in a case like this, where this has already been going on for a long time, Uh and you don't know what the cause is, so you'd want to kind of approach it from a broader spectrum. Spectrum, okay. Okay. Um, The the other thing I was going to say, do we have a minute? Sure. 30 seconds? Okay, the other thing I was going to say. So I, I, like, I got an email from somebody, I don't know, yesterday, whenever, um, and, and about, you know, the, it was kind of a simpler story where the dog had been given, you know, antibiotics, and that didn't help much, and then this had been done, and that didn't help much. And at this point, this is, condition has been dragging on for months, and then the vet says, well, you know, we should do an ultrasound, and now the owner's like, I don't know. I don't know about any of this. Uh-huh. You know, it's kind of. So, somewhat of a loss of confidence. But the thing to think about, too, is that, you know, there's there's value in diagnostic testing. Mm-hmm. And uh, doing something like treating a dog who all they have is this one elevated value on the, on the laboratory report. And so sometimes it's beneficial just to do the diagnostic and try to figure out what the heck is wrong. Now, obviously, you can do an ultrasound and find nothing that is a possibility mm-hmm. but i kind of like ultrasounds because they're they're non-invasive right you know you don't have to you don't have to sedate the dog you don't have to poke them with needles all they have to do is kind of lie on their back and have a not very comfortable belly rub right <laughs> um but but you know it's sometimes it is worth doing some diagnostic testing and so you know i'm not going to say no to diagnostics now, at the crunch where this lady is, where the next thing is, let's open your dog up in surgery and chop off part of his liver and hope that we get something significant, hope right. that we get the piece that's causing the problem. Now it's kind of like, now you feel like sort of a shot in the dark. Okay. Um, yeah, because the last thing you, know, you want to try think, to do is open the dog. That's the last thing. Right. I mean, now, yeah, now things are getting a little bit hairy. I mean, not that I wouldn't ever send a dog to surgery, but, right. you know, but... It's definitely, there's definitely value to doing diagnostic testing. So, okay. Okay, yeah, hold on. We got to run the break. Okay, here's the question. You ready? How can you place a pencil on the floor of a room so that no one can jump over it? We'll be back. Never run like it. All right. Like it, Thank you for sharing your Sunday afternoon with us. Greatly appreciate it. We got Dr. Jessica Levy, holistic vet. Uh, you can call in your questions, 651 641 1071. And Dr. Jess, how can they get a hold of you? Uh, through my website at holistic vet care.com. All right. Okay. Here's the, the lights are flickering. In you your studio? Yeah. Oh, oh, a little disco. Okay. Yeah. Well, well you know, all of a sudden <laughs> it dawned on me yeah. that, you know, if the lights would go off in here, you know what I mean? The power would go off, it'd be very, very dark. Maybe I need to bring a uh, a flashlight with me when I come. <laughs> I've seen it happen before, but uh-huh. we'll, we're still on the air. Well, so there's that's, no, yeah, well, that's, there's no, yeah, there's yeah. no, but anyway. okay. <laughs> How can you place a pencil on the floor of a room so that no one can jump over it? What do you think, Hope? Uh, using, uh, I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Levy? You put it up against the wall. Close. Oh. And what you do is... You lay it next to a wall. You lay it next to so you see the whole thing is put the. Isn't that the same How can you thing? place? Well, yeah, no, no. Isn't that, the, isn't that the same thing? Yes, it is. It is. It is. So, how can you put, place a pencil on the floor of a room so that no one can jump over it? 
Yes, you put put it along the wall. So very good. I'm impressed. Look at you getting those riddles now. So anyway. Here's one out. <laughs> I only have one as well. That's pretty good yeah, for a that's, riddle. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, we're gonna do good. Now we got I've got somebody here on the now, hey, you got a question, give a holler. Six five one six four one one oh seven one. Now we got a we got a person patiently waiting. So who's up to bat here? Yes, we have Britt and she has two cats and she wants to introduce them. Okay. Hi, Britt. How you doing? I'm well. How are you? Thank you for holding on. I greatly appreciate that. Oh, my gosh. Thank you for taking my call. Oh, no problem. Speak to you. No problem. So now, how old are the cats? Okay, so my original cat I've had, she's six years old. I've had her since birth. She's an indoor cat. And then two weeks ago, I was camping up north and found a stray barn cat. <laughs> um, okay. And talked to like the farmer and the neighbors and stuff to make sure she didn't belong to anybody else and then took her home for the first week i kept them quarantined the new cat in the bathroom just in case there was like some fleas and diseases until we could get into the vet we did get into the vet last monday and now i've been trying to do some introducing things such as i'll leave one cat in my bedroom and let the other one out and then switch it up so they can smell each other i've also have a big kennel in my living room Mm -hmm. um that i put the new cat in and tried to bring the older cat to view but there's just a lot of aggressive hissing yeah growling and i'm curious to know when is it smart to just sort of be like all right we're just going to be in the same room together (laughs) okay yeah no no uh now the six-year-old uh male or female they're both females. Ah, uh, well, that's going to be a little bit of tough. That's uh, what I've heard too. Yeah. And the new cat, by the way, the vet said is about six months old. If six. that's helpful. Oh, okay, okay. The bigger thing here is is that cats take change hard, hard, and also too the big thing is that cats are individ- individuals. They don't like to live. Yeah. You know, they they have territory, and they yeah. like their territory. They don't want to share their territory. All right. Yeah. So this may take a while. It could take a year. We don't know. The best okay. thing that you've got to do is rotate like what you're doing in the kennel out of the, so somebody's got, you know, house time and then, you know, but yet they can see each other, you know, type thing. Yeah. Uh, one thing that uh, helps sometimes is you get and put a screen door in one of your bedrooms or whatever. And then you, when it's time to feed, fighting time, you know, one eats on one side of the door, the other eats on the other side of the door, you know, so they're kind of by each other. But yet, because you want good things to happen, you never want, you know, when they're around if one is getting mad then you just got to be the hey 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 you be nice be nice and go up and pet them <laughs> so that then they are associating pleasing things with the th- this uh, other cat that they deemed you know yeah, what the heck are you doing here <laughs> and vice versa so you don't come in like you know bad cat you know and blast them or do anything like that that just causes more you know uh problems in the long run because bad things okay. are happening to them so it's got because my adeline and my um uh, uh, Sally, Sally was a seek and destroy motion uh, for my. Uh, I mean, if Adeline was out, she'd run that cat down and just send her tumbling, you know. Oh. So then, I, so I, what I had to do is that I would bring Adeline out, and then I, you know, I when I saw Sally was like about ready to invade. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sally, come here, Sally, such a Sally. Oh, such a Sally. I tried to get into her head, and then sometimes she would come, start coming towards me, but keep an eye on Adeline. And then sometimes, then I start petting, you know, her. And then, okay. but there was a couple of times, boy, she jumped over me and went right for Adeline. And Adeline was <laughs> smart enough to go to the front door, you know, like, I'm on homebound. You can't touch me here. <laughs> so, but it took, I really thought I was going to have to rehome Sally, <clears throat> or excuse me, or put, you know, build a cattery. 
Uh, and it, but then what happened, and the, the more times I try to like pet one on one side, one on the other side, you know, where you can kind of get them kind of, but the good things are happening. Not to say every once in a while they do have a little bit of a tumble, but it's none of this knockdown hair flying mess, okay? Like constantly. No, I really appreciate that. And I've been listening to you a while and have been, I never say like no to the cats. And right. I love that advice too. Like when I am with one, if I'm holding one, I'm just like, let's be nice. Yes, let's exactly. Love. Exactly. Like, yep. And that's like, just what you want to do together. because then eventually, like I say, if you throw them together too fast, yeah. then uh, animosities can be built. You can also get the plug-in pheromones. That you know the good stuff that they admit to kind of calm the waves down in the house. Dr. Okay. Jessica Levy, do you have any other to kind of cal- calm the the waters when you're trying to introduce two cats? Um, I don't um, I think, think the main so. thing to think about too is that um, a week is nothing in cat time. Right? Yeah, a week. Yeah, you're so, right. Yeah, I would. You know, cats take a lot longer than you think. Oh yeah, that's right. Um, and then you know you can. You can always get rescue remedy at any any health food store or co-op. will will have rescue remedy. Okay. And just get the human rescue remedy. Um, there's one made for humans and one made for pets. So get the human one, and just put uh, a drop in each water bowl every day. Okay. That's good yeah. too. So rescue, yeah, rescue remedy is a combination of the top five flower remedies for stress and anxiety. Okay. So it should. Now, how are you working out the the litter box situation, Britt? So that's an interesting thing, too. So I have the new kitten in the bathroom with, like, blankets and her own litter box. But when she does come out, um, she's been using my older cat's litter box. And my older cat hasn't been bothered by that. Um, She also hasn't been, like, no one's peeing anywhere crazy. So I think that's that's a good sign. Yep, that is. And see that the big, um, like I said, this is going to take a while. So that's the whole thing is just go slow and steady. Don't push it. Don't rush it. Just okay, get so it in your mind. Yeah, just in hear. your mind. If it takes six months, but it happens sooner, hot diggity. All right. <laughs> but the whole thing is, is that if, too many people want to go too fast. And like Dr. Jessica said, is that cat time is, you know, yeah, you just got to take your time because if you rush it, it's going to bite you in the butt. Thank you. And I appreciate that because some, you know, I've been going to like some local food stores and just talking to some other people and similar experiences. And they're like, oh, I just gave up and threw them together. But I also don't want to do that. And I also want to make sure that I'm not stressing, you know, right. the boundaries and the yep. safe places for my older cat and right. also with the new cat. And yep. so, so she yeah. has a full bathroom and a window and things to hang out. And she, we go for drives together because the new cat loves the car. And oh, nice. There you go. Try to give them both some love. So I appreciate it. Right. But the big thing is, like, is like, patient. have that kennel. Like, it, it can be in the, one cat can be in the kettle so the other cat can come up and sniff them. Yeah. And then vice, and then rotate it because that's the big thing. And then pretty soon you should see, like, all of a sudden, the cat, one cat is laying next to the kettle with the cat in the kennel. That's oh. great. Okay. okay. Because now I'll they're starting to be more calm around each other. And that's what you're looking for. The more often that happens, where they just just kind of hang out, yeah. Just kind of lay. That's excellent. All right, and then be, make sure you, you know, like, oh, what a buddies, and then you'll come up and pet the cat that's outside of the kennel. <laughs> oh, very nice, yes. very nice. And then talk to the little one in there. Oh, you're doing good too. Okay, so okay, good luck. I'll definitely switch that out. I really appreciate the advice. Yes, like you betcha. Okay, take I care. Don't... Thanks so much. Have you betcha. One. You bet. Bye bye. All right. Okay. Doctor Jessica Levy. Doctor Levy is going to be with us when we come back from the big break here. Okay, you ready? 
When I am released to the wind, you look away and you pretend. But away your friends I will send. What am I? I'll be back.